Good morning! A happy Wednesday to all of you. And we, I greet you with a special joy because today we also celebrate in the church a great feast. The feast of the exaltation of the Holy Cross. And if you go to Mass, uh, the color of the day of the liturgy it would be red because the cross reminds us of the blood Jesus shed when he died on that cross in Calvary about 20 or so centuries ago. We read in the Gospel of today from St. John's chapter 3. And it is a, uh, and we, this is what formed part of the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a uh, member of the um, Sanhedrin, this uh, supreme governing uh, religious body of Israel. And uh, he had visited Jesus by night. Obviously, he did not want to be spotted or to be found out that he was talking with the enemy, so to speak. Everyone was, uh, or most of them were against our Lord and they were finding how to bring him down. But Nicodemus had a secret admiration and, and the sensibility to detect that Christ was not just a human being. In any case, in that conversation, Jesus said to Nicodemus, no one has gone up to heaven except the one who came down from heaven. That's right, that's Jesus, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And the Son of Man, and, and listen, well, and the Son of Man must be lifted up as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert so that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. The background of, this, uh, of these lines uh, is the uh, first reading where it is narrated to us uh, the experience of the chosen people who had complained against our Lord about this uh, sort of uh, interminable uh, hiking in the desert before reaching the promised land. They had complained about having no, not much enough food. They did not have um, meat and so forth. I know you and I would most probably be like, be like that, complaining all the time. When God just brought them out from Egypt, leading them to the promised land, passing through the Red Sea, can you beat that? In any case, they kept on complaining. Our Lord got fed up and he loosed these poisonous vipers uh, to, the, to these people. Those bitten perished. <laughs> and when, when these people sort of, they woke up, they realized it was because of their complaining. They had not had faith in God. And, and, and his uh, power and his care, his love, they doubted him. 
So they repented and asked and begged Moses to intercede for them. And Moses interceded for them, spoke to God, and God relented. But he did not stop the serpents from harming them. It's good to keep that in mind. He did not stop. He did not remove those fiery serpents, venomous serpents. So people continue to be bitten. The new thing was that God provided a way out. And he instructed uh, Moses to, um, to, to construct, to craft, and this was his instruction. Make a fiery serpent and put it on a standard. If anyone is bitten and looks at it, that's the new action that our Lord wanted them to do. You're bitten, look, and then look at this serpent, fiery serpent on a standard. You know, the standard was... Uh, like the uh, Gidon no, in ROTC, if you remember. The Gidon bearer had uh, took care of this uh, pole uh, that had at its end the flag, uh, the, the, a flag that symbolized the unit, the army or whatever unit, special unit, right? And uh, it was raised up there, no? leading the, that unit to battle or to whatever. And God wanted them. If anyone is bitten and looks at it, he shall live. So Moses fashioned a bronze serpent, which he put on a standard. And if anyone was bitten by a serpent, he looked at the bronze serpent and lived. That's interesting. He did not, God did not remove the problem, so to speak. What he did was to provide the way out the solution, which was not, uh, you might say, uh, uh, the root of the problem. As God does not remove our problems on earth, the pains and sorrows and anxieties and anguishes that we would have to suffer in raising a family or following up a, a stubborn child or we just have to love us, our, our, our spouse or, or, or our child who is also grown up and still not doing what is good. Well, God provides the solution. And uh, we read it here. And the Son of Man must be lifted up as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert so that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him so we have to look at christ he is the new bronze serpent on the standard and that's jesus on the cross he used the cross as a standard he used the cross to die on to save us from our sins so to get to save us from our sins from our poor uh, fallen nature we have to look at christ we have to go to christ if you recall, when our Lord died on the cross, a uh, soldier pierced his side with a lance and he withdrew that lance and out came blood and water, mixed, because there was no more blood, pure blood. 
Our Lord was bled to death. So that blood with water symbolized the sacraments. In particular, the blood was for the Eucharist and the water was for the waters of baptism. So we have to go to the sacraments to reach Christ. You want to look at him? I say, you may think that you have to look at him from afar. No, no, you have to access him. You have to pass him. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus does not point to another object, to another reality. He points to himself. You have to come to me because I am the way, the truth, and the life. We can do that when we visit the Blessed Sacrament in churches, in the tabernacle. We can do that when we go to communion, if we are well prepared, right? And the gospel continues. So that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Yes, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. So that everyone who believes in him may not be lost, but may have eternal life. For God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but so that through him the world might be saved. Shouldn't we go to him, run to him habitually? You know, in sports, we, we try to develop skills, which are habits, dribbling the ball, learning how to fake, learning the fade, um, fade away in shooting, the jump shot, passing, uh, all kinds of passing in uh, basketball, dribbling, the crossover, uh, posting, uh, and, and, and all that. And to learn them, in, to become like instinct. This is what we have to do by instinct. Look up to Christ. Look at the crucifix. Do you have one? Do you keep one? Do you look at it? Look for it and plant our sights on it. Because with that, we will understand why we are suffering, why there is pain, and that pain and suffering are paths to heaven, right? That that what whatever that is, uh, whatever terrible thing that can happen, that very terrible thing is transformed into a means of redemption. You know, the cross was really a a terrible reality at the time of Jesus reserved for the worst criminals. Nobody wanted to be crucified, but the Romans used it to scare, to control people. This is what happens to you if you mess up with us. So don't mess up with us. But Jesus converted it into an instrument of redemption. We, are, we go to heaven because of this. If we accept the sacrifices he sends us, we remind ourselves of this uh, we, while we, when we look at the cross, that Christianity is not something abstract, you know, spiritual. <laughs> it is so solidly concrete. The crucifixion happened. The cross is real. And we need to embrace it really. And that's where we find Christ, our salvation. Thank you for listening. And...
by the intercession of the Most Blessed Virgin Mary, may you all have a wonderful feast day today. And may God be with you, teaching you the wisdom of the cross. And may his holy angels fortify you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ciao!